most people who are like in the beginning of the game, like you don't have a passion yet. Most of you, like most people are like, man, I just love this one thing. But everybody has shitloads of pain. Like that, whatever it is, the first rule of entrepreneurship is use what you got. And so like, if that's what you got, then burn that. Welcome to the game where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer and how to keep them longer and the many failures and lessons we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Without further delay, uh, I've been telling you guys we had a big guest coming on the show, and this is one of my favorite guests that we've had on the show. We haven't even done the show yet, um, but this is a guy that I've become friendly with, and we've become friends over, I don't know what, the last year or so. Uh, Very, very, very brilliant man, somebody who's been very successful in business and life, and somebody that uh, I'm excited to have a conversation with. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Alex Hormozzi. Thank you so much for the intro. What's up, brother? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man. It's great to see you, dude. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Hopefully I can live up to the intro. That's hey, always the goal. Look, dude, uh, <laughs> all you got to do is be you. That's it. You know, out of all the people, and this is real shit, like all the people that I have watched on the internet over the last decade or so, there's only a few of them that I'm really like, okay, this guy really, really does understand wh- how to build a business. You know, there's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of pseudo, you know, knowledge out there. Uh, there's there's a lot of hucksters. There's a lot of people who you know are great coaches, not great operators. Um, but dude, you know when I watch your content, and there's a few other guys out there, and some of them really don't have a big of followings. Uh, it's very apparent that you know you're very 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 intelligent when it comes to business. And and dude, I'm just excited to have a conversation about it. So I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we gonna talk about, dude? Let's start with your story, dude. Like, how did you like? How, cause I, you and I, we've talked about all kinds of different things via text. You know, yeah. we talk about chat GTP, we talk yeah. about GPT, we talked about, uh, you know, different things going on in business, but you know, I've never really got to sit down and talk to you about your story. So this is a perfect time to talk about it. It was wild. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll give the quick, the TLDR. Um, I was a, a gym owner in Southern California. So I had a consulting job. I did defense contracting, space cyber intelligence um, through a sub under Booz Allen. Uh, hated that job, actually. Uh, hated it so much that I ended up quitting and driving across the country, not telling anyone until I was halfway there because my dad was going to talk me out of it and be like, hey, you don't need to, you know, like, let's just follow the path that we yeah, had. Yeah. Um, and he was doing it because he just wanted to look out for my best, but I didn't want to do that. And so I showed up in California with no plan, showed up at a gym owner's gym and was like, hey, man, can you teach me? And he was like, I don't know, like, why are you here? I got shit to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slept at his place. How old were you at this time? I was 22. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, I graduated a year early um, from a school in Tennessee. Um, and then that, that way, I kind of got a jump start my career. I saved my extra you know, money. Mm-hmm. And then I had about $50,000 saved up when I was 22 uh, to start a business. And I wanted to start a gym. And so that was because I was into fitness and I hated everything else. And so that was like, I guess I'll just do this. Um, from there, I spent 12 weeks with that guy. He started work at 4 a.m. and worked until 4 p.m. Four to four was his shift. And so I did that. And then I also stayed at the gym after that. Learned a little bit of the ropes. Started gym in Huntington Beach. Didn't have enough money for both. Slept on the floor there because, you know, I could only pay one rent. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's very similar to how I got started, dude. Very yeah. similar. And it was uh, by chance. I went to a weekend workshop two weeks before I started the gym. And it was this guy who was teaching something called Facebook ads. This is 2013. So I was like, I mean, probably like stroke of luck, crazy, you know, coincidence. 
And I was able to run Facebook ads to get like my first 25 members uh, in the gym. And we were able to grow by 5,000 a month every month for the first you know, seven or eight months. Um, and at that point, I you know, started bringing people in and getting a manager and all that stuff. And then it pretty much started working out. Um, opened a new location every six months after that until I had uh, five locations. At that point, I met Layla. And uh, I, I got asked to speak at this event. And like, I was not in that world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I'm a gym owner. He's like, no, I want you to talk about how you're marketing for like brick and mortar. And I was like, all right, man. <laughs> Dude. So I went up there and I was like, this is what I do. This is how. So I was able to open all my gyms at full capacity on the first day. That was kind of like the unique thing. So I'll, what I would do is I would sign the lease, put the deposit down, and then I'd start running ads immediately. And it would take me 30 days to open the gym. And so like I would spend uh, 300 bucks a day ish and we were getting like 30 to one back on our ad spend. That's so awesome. we were making a hundred grand in our first month. And so like, you know, as the cash is coming in, I'm like, buying flooring and then I'm like painting the walls mm. and like getting the equipment in. and like I had this whole order because I knew that like by the time the equipment got there like I had to have the paint that like you know all that kind of stuff and so we'd open at full capacity only using the bro, cash that I got bro, hold on that's those stories are the yeah. fucking ones that people love like you we got plenty of time okay. yeah. we got plenty of time just because I talk fast in the intro like <laughs> like dude I love that so you pre you so you pre-sold the memberships yeah. and then use the money yep. to actually build the gym out so what I would do is we would do these challenges. We do these six-week weight loss challenges. Um, and the whole shtick was that it was free if they lost the weight. And so people would like basically bet on themselves. They mm -hmm. bet 500, 600 bucks that they would hit. I think I had, uh, I think it was 10% body. I changed the challenge, but it was like 10% of your body weight. So if you were 200, you lose 20 pounds, et cetera. Um, and they had six weeks to do it. And we'd, you know, they'd work out as many times as they wanted. Uh, we'd give meal plans, grocery lists, food preparation instructions, eating out guides, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so every week I'd sign up, you know, 25, 30, 40 people. Uh, and this was all one-on-one -on -one consultation. So like I would do 20 to 25 consults a day, every day. And I did that for years. Um, even when I had my own gyms, like I still sold better because I just had more reps than the other guys. Yeah. So my guys would like set appointments for me. At, so I'd like every day I'd go, they had set like three days worth of appointments. So it was just like stack, 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 stack. And so you just get, you know, just yeah. get the reps in. And that was, I was referred to that as like my Rocky cutscene. Like yeah. no one knew where I was and yeah. I was just hitting the meat in the basement and just, yeah. just getting those repetitions in. And um, so anyways, I, I put the, just had $5,000 to put down for the, for the lease and just enough money to start the ads. And for us, we'd get ads, uh, we get leads for like five bucks and we'd sell one out of four leads into a $600 thing. So it's like, it would cost me 20, 25 bucks to get a customer and I'd make $600 upfront. Yeah. And then two days later, I'd sell them supplements, uh, you know, $200, $300 for the supplements to go with the program that they just bought. Mm -hmm. And then the shtick was three, three weeks in of their six weeks, I'd be like, hey, Dorothy, you know, uh, let's be honest, you have more than 20 pounds to lose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what's your plan after this, you know, things over? She's like, well, you know, what's the ultimate goal? She's like, I just want to get to my high school weight. I was like, okay, so you just so we're clear, you know that in the next 21 days, we're not going to do that, right? And she's like, no, I understand that. I was like, Okay, so, but long term's the goal. And she'd say yes. And I was like, all right, then you won the challenge. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, because you realize it's not about six weeks. And so I was like, so this is what I want to do for you. You have the 600 bucks. I was like, I want to credit towards the goal that you really have, which is the high school weight. I was like, I'm just going to put towards the year. And that way, like, you win today, you're in, you're one of us. Here's the t shirt, you know, like, yeah. you're, you're part of the family yeah. now. Um, and so I just set my membership at 50 bucks higher than it was supposed to, than I, I usually ended up selling it for. 
Uh, so it was like 250 a month, got dropped down to 200 a month because I take the 600 divided by 12. And so that credit of 50 bucks a month off. And just like that, we were able to go 600, you know, 250 in subs, and then I'd be able to get the membership all in the first month. Compare that to the business model where someone's going like free month up front and then converts one out of three into a $99 a month membership. Yeah. My ability to convert cash so much faster uh, was front loaded so I could outspend everybody mm -hmm. in my market, which is also why I could launch them all for no money out of pocket because every day I'd spend 100 I get 2000 back. Mm -hmm. And so that cash is what allowed me to open so quickly without having capital of my own as a young guy. And mm -hmm. that's how I was able to scale. That's awesome, dude. How, how, how the hell did you think of that? Like, like how, like what? It's a long, so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the story. So that gym owner that I, that I uh, went out to, right? Mm -hmm. So I Googled like successful, I mean, you know, whatever it was 10, 11, 12 years ago, Google like successful gym owner. And this guy had this like crappy HTML site and it said seven figure <laughs> Sam. All right. And I was like, cool, seven figure Sam, I'm going to go talk to this guy. And so I get to uh, California and he's got like a, a little group of gym owners that like all just share their, you know, share their stuff. It was just gym owners. And I didn't have a gym at the time. And I was like, is it even okay for me to be here? Um, he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so that way I actually got to learn all the stuff that they had done wrong before I started my first gym. So I was like, oh, don't go too small because of this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, don't go too big because the rent. Like, hey, keep it under this per square foot. Like all these things that like I would have no idea. Like I would have known that. And so um, one guy was there and was like, hey, I got this, uh, this promotion. That's, he was in Wilmington, so like South of LA. Um, it was like, I've got this promotion that's like doing really well. And so he was doing this like eight-week thing. And what happened is some rich guy, some rich entrepreneur apparently was like, I won't pay for it. But he's like, but if I hit my goal, you give me my money back and you can use my testimonial and I'll like promote the shit out of you. And he's like, and the thing is, is like he did that. And like all these other people are like, yeah, I want that thing. And so he was doing an eight-week thing. And so Sam started doing it at his place for his personal training side. And I was like apprenticing under Sam. Um, and the thing is like, I just saw like the ratio of how many we could sell versus how many trainers we need. I was like, this doesn't like make sense. And I was like, what if we put it in the boot camp? Because then we could just put as many people as we want in there uh, to get people going. He's like, you think people will pay 500 bucks? I was like, they care about the weight. They don't care about like what the, the experience was. Um, and so uh, I ran an ad with that. Um, first was technically for Sam spot. I ran the ad before we even knew that Facebook ads even worked. So the first ad I ran for Sam, uh, and I think I can't remember what we spent, but we made money on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, it was like, holy shit, this works. And so I sold the first 10 or 12 people or whatever at his gym. And then that's what I, when I went to go plant my Huntington beach spot. That's awesome. But it was like an iterative, like he did the first guy did eight weeks and it was like, it was all about the testimonial thing. Uh, Sam cut it to six weeks and it was all about personal training. And then I added in like a nutrition template thing. So I templated so it was like faster to move through people and made it one to many rather than one on one. And that was kind of like the and added Facebook ads to it. So like that's what when those when those came together is when it just like blew up. That's awesome, man. Dude, you said something in there that really caught my attention. It's something that we talk about on the show a lot, especially on the QA, uh, the QAF episodes. A lot of these young dudes. Uh, young girls too, they want to learn how to get good at selling and they want to learn how to, how to sell. And you said the answer in there, reps, reps. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to point that out. Like, you know, you guys ask that all the time. Like, how do I learn to become an effective salesperson? Which by the way, is the most effective skill that you could ever have. You could ever possess ever, ever, ever. If you can, if you can learn how to, how to sell and you can learn how to manage people, there's always going to be a demand for your skill set. And what Alex said in there with his reps, I'm assuming that's this is where you really 
weren't like you said hit, hitting we you know pounding the meat yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know <laughs> why that we got, we got a girthy meat pounding going on yeah i checked the um crm like because i still had access to it right when i i sold my gyms three or four years later um and i had four thousand like confirmed kills um so like closes not consults yeah. And like that just, that's a lot of sales. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of conversations. Face to face, every single one of them, one-on-one, just like. I tell the people, I'm like, dude, get get yourself in a good retail job. Get yourself oh, yeah. in a retail job where you can, like people are like, I don't want to work retail. Well, fuck, you're an idiot then, dude. Because like you can learn, what you're learning in a retail operation is so much more valuable than what you're actually getting paid most of the time. Mm. <laughs> they're, oh, dude. they're working for you. Like your employer, like especially if you're newer, your employer is working for you and also happens to be paying you because like most people come in with basically no skills. And so then like on the job, that person, it gives you an education and pays you to learn, which is why like nowadays it makes almost so much more sense to just skip straight to just the on the job education, whatever industry you want to be in. Cause you'll learn about the industry at a broad spectrum, but then you also learn more tactical skills. But to your point about like selling being the most valuable skill, if you just like boil it down to first principles of, okay, if I want to do something, you can either learn how to do everything or you can convince somebody else to do that thing for you who's mm-hmm. awesome. And if you can convince somebody else to do every other thing that is required to do in the business, then like you can have an amazing business and only know how to do one thing, which is get other people to do stuff. That's right. And leadership and sales, if you like, okay, well, what's leadership? Well, it's being able to influence other people to do the thing you want them to do. Sales is pretty much the same thing. Yeah. One's more transactional, like depending on the type, you know, type of sale. But yes, I 100% agree in every way. <laughs> Dude, what I found too, man, is that like if you truly want to be an effective leader and salesperson, the best thing that you can do to get these people to do what it is that you need them to do as the manager or the CEO or the operator is to make them understand how it's in their best interest to do those things. And a lot of people don't operate their business that way. I found that out after coaching uh, an Arte group for so long with Ed. You know, I found, and, and you know, the point of the group is that people need to learn things, right? I'm not knocking anybody, but a lot of people don't understand that like your mission, your purpose, your, your values of your company really come from you showing the people that work for you, how their lives are going to benefit by actually listening to what it is that you ask them to do. And uh, a lot of people bail out on that, dude. They come in, they want to run a business. They want to put their feet up on the, on the, yeah. they want to go to the lake on Thursday and come back on Tuesday. And they want, they think that they're running a company. You guys ain't running shit. Like, you're running yourself out of business. And um, I don't know, man, it's just interesting. The whole dynamic of small business is super interesting to me, dude. It's where I really, it's what I really like. Like running bigger companies is and, and like, it's, it's fun. I love coming here. I love being around everybody here. I love, I love what we do. I love what we do for the people that, that are customers or companies. I love all that, but man, there's something about that. Like that, the beginning, like where you're really hustling and you're really learning. And, and like, I do miss that a lot of times. That is exactly the, I mean, that what you just expressed is the, the reason that we decided to go with acquisition.com, which we can get to later, but yeah. because we can pick companies up right at that, like, you know, one to 10 million in profit yeah. size. Mm-hmm. And like, they're still figuring out some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's a, you know, there's a chain of uh, teeth whitening studios that we're looking at and like in the diligence process, I'm like, man, I was like, your physical product sales are low. And they're like, yeah, we're still struggling with that. I was like, I fucking promise that I know like, yes. I will figure out how to get everybody to leave with a kit. Like yeah. I promise. And like when I was figuring out, so we have a, a chain of 38, I think uh, photography studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our first personal investment Layla and I made outside of like the normal, you know, mm-hmm. real estate and stocks and stuff. Um, and now when we spent like 
six months trying to figure out a way to just like re-engineer the sales process and ended up just massively increasing the ticket size and the take rates at the same time. But anyways, all of that comes from like a thousand tiny conversations that you notice someone pause or you're like, I said that they didn't hear it the right way. Mm -hmm. like, how can I rephrase this? Or is a way if I put this first, does that influence how mm -hmm. they see the rest of the conversation? Um, but dude, like, you can't do the, that without the reps. No. And, and dude, it has to be like this. It cannot be through a text or through, 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 through I mean, now it probably can yeah. be, but when you're learning, you know, for, for you guys who are trying to learn these skill sets, dude, the acuity that you have to have to read someone yeah. can only come from that scenario. There's no, there's no coach that can teach you that. Door knocking, cold calling. And, and or retail where you yeah. you have 20, 30 people a day walking at in. At least, yeah. And when you do that, it's like that's the, it's the tiny little pauses where someone says something and you have to like, if you have to, if you have to be reminded, you don't know it well enough. Mm. So like as a sales guy, like if you have to think about what you're going to say next, it's kind of like wrestlers when they're on the mat. Like you sure do you know what you're going to be shooting to counter something yeah. that someone else is like, you're not like, oh, okay, they yeah. just pulled my wrist. So now and it's like, you're fucked already. You're yeah, done. you're done. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, did you wrestle? Like, I did in yeah. high school. Like, yeah. Not, yeah. Not that great. But. No, I did. Yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> um, wrestling's a, wrestling's an, uh, has been an awesome, awesome life teacher for me. Yeah. Awesome. Talk about reps. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do a single leg takedown and do or it a hundred times every day. For walk the next out. <laughs> walk, just, just walk out to a match where everybody's watching you and it's just you and one other person and there's no hiding whatsoever yeah. of any sort. Like it's a totally different kind of thing, but that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but dude, so when we're talking about, um, so you got the gyms open yeah. and cause I do want to talk about where you are now and what you do because secretly that's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm to the point now where I'm just like, dude, I, I love the creative process. I yeah. love the lay of the land. I love showing people, um, you know, like, like the, your dental the teeth whitening thing. Yeah, like, right. like I love, like, I'm like, you guys are missing it here. Yeah. I love being able to show those kind of things and, and that's, but I don't want to do them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to do them anymore. I've just been doing them for 24 yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I might do it for 25 just to say 25, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it's cool what you're doing. So, so where'd you go? At, so you got the gyms going. Yeah. Now what happens? So got the gyms going. I spoke at that conference, yeah. right? And I, I talk about this. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I showed everything. Like I didn't, I was just like, that's my ad. That's my landing page. I was like, here's my phone script. Here's like, I just showed, because I didn't know how presentations worked. I said, yeah. you know, like, it sounds ridiculous. I got off the stage and to this day, even with all the media and press, I have never been more bombarded in my life. Like there was like a three rows deep circle around me. And like for the next two days, at the, like guys were like peeing at the urinal next to me. Like, hey man, like the whole thing. For context, I got 150 business cards just from like the stage to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like it was insane. And I got back and I was like, man. And they were like, what can I buy from you? And I was like, nothing. I was like, I own five gyms. I was like, they're like, how do I do it? And I was like, that, that thing, that, yeah. that's how I do it. And so Dude. what happened is, or, sorry, God. No, I'm just saying like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just like reflecting on all of the shit you're telling me. <laughs> And how parallel it is to my story, dude. It's like so parallel. Like oh. it's so parallel. That's how I got into speaking too. That was the exact same thing that happened to me. I got asked to talk about our retail success because mm -hmm. we had supplement superstores, which we still have. And I got asked to come talk about it and show how we were, so, how we were able to grow it. And it's the fucking exact same story. Supplements, fitness. I, I lived in the back of that first store, yeah. bro. Like it's just crazy hearing it. I Probably. just went, 
it's it's cool. It's probably where we see the world in a similar way. Like yeah, similar yeah, definitely, things. definitely. Well, that's funny because you guys don't know. So Alex and I, we know each other, but like we've never actually met in person. We text and we talk about things that are important that are going on. Like, hey, what do you think of this or that? Yeah. Like when something's truly big that's happening, like when Chat GPT came out, we, him and I were talking because I, I wanted to get your take on it because like mm-hmm. it was so, so huge to think about. So when these big, huge things, I like to get Alex's brain on it because Alex has a nice brain, all right? But um, it's girthy. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> girthy. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, smart people do that with people that are smart, you know. And so, but it, we haven't got to sit down and talk about the actual story. Yeah. But what was funny was this was probably just like what in November or whatever when it started yeah. in December. And, I, and he, we started talking. I'm like, dude, you sold supplements, didn't you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I could tell because <laughs> it was so. Like the thinking, like we were talking, we were talking about this before the show actually aired, like how you have to think about product that you're going to sell to someone that they don't actually want, but need is a completely different mind process than selling it something that they want. Like, bro, if I was selling shit that people want, like I would be worth a hundred billion fucking dollars. (laughs) Like, but I sell people, I, I, all the shit I sell is shit that people, they need not want. Yeah. And it's just a totally different game. Anyway, I didn't want to interrupt your story. No, I just I'm sitting here thinking there's I'm a lot of parallels there. This yeah. is the same story. How how old are you? 33. Okay, dude, we're te- I'm 10 years older than you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll be here in 10 years. No, nah, bro. Um, you you you're fucking doing it. Anyway, sorry. So uh so this guy re- reaches his arm through and he's like, "Here's my credit card." He said, "Run it for $5,000. Tell me what I get later." And I was like, "What the like what? I didn't yeah. like I don't, I don't even, I don't do anything. I'm a gym owner, right? <laughs> so anyways, mind you, I'm not that rich. And so like, you know, every, every, all the money I had would open new locations, et cetera, et cetera. And so I get back home. I put all the business cards into an Excel sheet and I start hitting people back up. Cause that's, you know, I was like, Hey, thanks again. You know, whatever. And so this, I had the guy's credit card and I was like, I called him up. I was like, do you really want me to run this for five grand? I was like, cause I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, run it. And I was like, okay. So I swiped it and I'm still on the phone with him. It goes through and he's like, all right, what do I get? And I was like, I don't know yet. I was like, but I promise I'll make you more than five grand. Yeah. That was what I said. Yeah. And so he was like, well, you know what? I've got a gym opening up in DC. Uh, why don't you fly out and just do your launch thing? And I was like, okay, I'll yeah. do that. And I was like, how about this? I'll spend all the money on the launch and I'll get to keep all the upfront sales, but then you get all the customers I sell for free. So like after the six weeks is over, you convert them and I'll show you how to convert them and I'll give you all my plans and all the stuff and you can put your logo deal. on it. Right. It was free customers for him. Yeah. And so, um, I, as soon as I knew I was flying out there, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to be there, let me see what else is, is going on. And so this is like unfortunate, but my mom got really sick at the same time and she was in Baltimore. So like they're right next to mm-hmm. each other. And so I was like, shit. So I actually had to go there early. And while I was there, I only had like a couple hours a day of visiting hours. Um, and so I was like losing my mind, just like trying to stay busy. I was like, I have nothing to do. And so I uh, reached out to a friend because I'm from Baltimore. And he was like, hey, my buddy's got a gym and he's sucking wind. <laughs> like, if you want to help him out. So I gave the guy the same pitch. I was like, hey, man, I got nothing to do all day besides my visiting hours. I was like, can I just work your front desk and like sell shit? And he was like, sure. And so uh, in like 14 days or something, I think I made like 60 grand. And I was like, man, I don't have to deal with any of the employees. I was like, this is the shit. I was like, I'm all about this. And then I did the, the lunch in DC. And then he referred me his like father-in-law who had a gym or something like that. And so I went to that gym and I did the same thing. And um, I flew back and I had this big stack of contracts. And this is just when I met Layla. Like we had met like within 30 days of this period. And uh, this is like how I convinced her to quit her job. Uh, so I stacked, because like first date, 
I proposed to Layla, but I proposed that she quit her job and join me, not like yeah. proposal, yeah, proposal, yeah. but I did yeah. propose her on her first date. I'm like, damn, man, you moving. <laughs> <laughs> I came in hot, man. And so I, I, every single time we'd see it, I was like, you quit yet? And she was like, no, I just fucking met you. No, I'm not quitting my job. <laughs> and so finally, she picks me up from the airport and, I, and she was like, you're taking me on a date. It's been like, we've hung out like 30 times and you've not taken me on a date. I was like, yes, I did promise that and we will go on a date, but can you do me one thing first? <laughs> she was like, I was like, I got these contracts. I haven't processed any of them because I'm a sales guy and like, I don't do details, but like I have all the credit cards and I'll show you how to do it. And she's like, fine. So a zillion, you know, two phone books of contracts later, she like rent. She was like, that was like $125,000. I was like, dope, right? And she was yeah. like, is that legal? And I was like, <laughs> was the first question she asked me. I'm still some dude from the internet. She met at a frozen yogurt, you know, like whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, it's legal. And she was like, all right, I'm in. And that was it. And Bro, so she, that's like uh, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, mind you, I was 20, I think I was, 20, I was 26. Yeah. That's crazy. 26. Um, and that was from like a month of sales. So I was like, and that was just like right in my pocket. I was like, this is, I like this. This is way better. So um, I told her, I was like, I want to do this. Like, and it all started because that guy was like, run five grand, tell me what I get. And yeah. so like, I was like, dude, this makes way more money. Yeah. He forced you into it, dude. He did. Yeah. And so, um, Anyways, I was like, That's all right. so crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go see if I can get other gyms. Dude, I still had all those numbers from the business, the, the business events. So I start calling these people up or whatever. And so I, I start booking out like launches. And she's like, all right. So she flies with me. So mind you, now we're living together. It's like 30 days. <laughs> she's living with me in a motel room and I'm teaching her how to like close this stuff. But she was, to be fair, Layla was number one salesman in, in uh, Triangle Square, which is the most popular 24 hour fitness in California. So she was the number one salesman at the most like, at the most trafficked gym. Like she could close. She got skills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Real quick, guys, if you can think about how you found this podcast, somebody probably tweeted it, told you about it, shared it on Instagram or something like that. The only way this grows is through word of mouth. And so I don't run ads. I don't do sponsorships. I don't sell anything. My only ask is that you continue to pay it forward to whoever showed you or however you found out about this podcast that you do the exact same thing. So if it was a review, if it was a post, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and you'll throw some good karma out there for another entrepreneur. And that's why I pitched her on the first day. When she told me that, I was like, if you can sell, I was like, we can make a shitload of money. Yeah. That's the first day. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, we start flying out and doing these launches, right? And so she gets all of her uh, friends to quit her, quit their job. And uh, this is where the story goes wrong. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't want to split my attention. I've got these five gyms. And um, so I sold those gyms. And that first guy did the $5,000 thing. was like, hey, man, um, I think you're leaving a lot of money on the table because you're like literally launching these gyms and you have no equity in these businesses. He's like, I'm a really good operator. He's like, I'll come behind you and I'll just like, staff them up so you just you fill them i'll staff them and you just do the next one he's like we can open like two gyms a month and mind you because we didn't have to put any like real capital mm -hmm. down because we could we could front it or whatever right. i was like all right cool let's do it and layla was like i thought we were doing i was like oh yeah change the plans even though you quit your job it's all good <laughs> right <laughs> layla's tough yeah um and so so i do this we go to this i sign this lease he's like hey I've got bad financials, so like you're gonna have to personally guarantee it. I was like, sure, no yeah, problem. Yeah. He's like, yeah, in the build out, you know, you'll yeah, front so that all didn't, that. That wasn't a red flag of you at that yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll tell you, yeah, yeah. And so uh, you already know where it's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a couple of those. Yeah. So I took <laughs> I the cash too, because I've seen a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. So I took the cash, put all of it into the now the new account because I that's what I thought you did. I sold them, and so I was like, oh yeah, well he's he's my partner in this. Yeah, new thing. makes sense, right? I already know. Yep. And so uh, <laughs> I sell my 
ass off at this next launch because I'm like stoked. I got rid of the five gyms that I had. I felt like free, like I had backpack, you know, like mm. me and me and my voice and just like go collecting credit cards. So 376 people in six weeks, which is a lot, uh, like 600 pop, right? And so there's cash from my sale and the cash from this to like launch this gym. Wake up one morning, all the cash is gone. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I was like, what, um, what happened here? And he was like, I took my half. And I was like, what? Hmm? He was like, I know you've been skimming. And I was like, I put the money, skim for myself? Like what? And so I was like, so I've never been accused of stealing ever in my entire yeah. life. So I was like, I don't even know how to handle this. So I just called a mentor and he's like, print out the bank statements and just go line by line with them. And I was like, that sounds reasonable. I'll do that. Yeah. So I print out the bank statements and I like literally did the whole thing, went one, and I, I, I drove over to where he was. And as soon as I sat down with the thing, he just took it. He was like, I don't need to see, I need to push it off the table. And I was like, oh, you don't actually think I stole. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon yeah. as he didn't want to look at the numbers, yeah. that was like my, oh yeah. shit. I'm taking, I'm taking this shit and it's taken. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, he had uh, wired the money to his uh, girlfriend who lived in Sweden. Um, it was, it was, it was gone into oblivion and he had been indicted for fraud two years before that. Um, Shocking. Here's where the, here's where the, the silly Alex part comes in. I already knew that when I started doing oh, business. Mm -hmm. And he was like, it was just a big misunderstanding. And I was like, I believe you, bro. That's like what a, a good heart does. <laughs> Dude, I've been burned like that same shit. I would want a second. I was like, I, you're not going to ruin for life. You made it, you know, yeah. like it was a misunderstanding. Like it was mm -hmm. a technicality, blah, uh, you know, whatever. I, how, how much older was this guy than you? Was I was he in his forties. Yeah. I was 26. Right. Yeah. Dude, I've been burned so many fucking times <laughs> by that same mentality. That same thing. It's, it's, the good heart syndrome. Well, man. no, dude, it's a second chance thing. Because like, dude, what it is, is like, you, you know, like at least for me, like I know that I'm not a perfect person. And I know that I've done a lot of things in my life where had just a certain thing gone in a different way, I would have ended up completely fucking different. Yeah. So when I see people who have like made a mistake or they've, you know, served jail time or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're out and they're doing their thing. I don't really hold it against those people because I say, okay, well, they probably learned a lesson because I would have learned my lesson. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is they didn't learn their lesson. Yeah. yeah. The scorpion and the frog. Yeah. 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 Now you yeah. got to learn the lesson. Yeah. yeah. And that's like the, I never, I never like, it never really dawned on me that whole saying, like when uh, money meets experience, experience gets the money and the money gets the experience. Mm. Um, mm. But like, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that and I was like, that's what that was. That's exactly what that was. And so now, I've got this gym that has payroll, trainers, lease, and there's no cash. And I had just sold my gyms. And I was like, wait, I don't want to operate these gyms. And he's like, well, you got to manage that one now. And I was like, dude, I didn't go from five, five plus one, whatever you want to call this one, to, to go back to work in the front. Like, I felt like I had like moved mm -hmm. up. I want to do these launches, whatever. And so. That's crazy because, dude, had that guy not gotten greedy, you know how much fucking money he could have made? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm a saying? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> and so what ended up happening is um, I basically, whatever savings I didn't put into every, like the vast majority of what I had, I put into there. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't sell anymore, which is the only thing that I'd ever known how to do really, really well. And so I was like, I felt like neutered. Like I had like handcuffs. I was like, mm -hmm. I can't fight back because if I sell more, I have to keep this gym open and I don't want to keep this gym. Mm -hmm. And so I drained my savings every week with payroll and rent and overhead because I couldn't bring new cash in. And all the things were prepayment. So there was no new cash flow at all. Cause that's how the, you know, that's, that's how, how the works. sales cycle worked. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so um 
it, it went down and in six weeks and I had to, you know, tell everybody like, hey, well, I'm actually closing. They're like, you just launched this gym. What are you talking? Like, it was horrible. Um, and like, I just like Layla, I just gave her my checkbook and I was like, you have to write the checks. Like, I can't like it just, it yeah. just it, it yeah. crushed me. You know what I mean? And so um, basically drained me down to um, I think I had 20, 20 ish thousand dollars left. So mind you, like I had five, six gyms. I could, I could crank cash if I needed to, like all the way down to 20 something thousand. I was like, and nothing coming in. No. And I just given up four years of my life building the yeah. gyms and I had nothing to show for it. Yeah. Like I had nothing for it after all that, you know, effort sleeping on the floor. I was like for another, yeah. right. Yeah. And so, uh, she was like, for, for, for nothing except all the skills. That's right. <laughs> and so we're now, this is, this is what's going on. There's this launch that I got a guy in San Diego to do. And a guy who had seen me speak at that conference or whatever hit me mm -hmm. up. He's like, dude, do you have any sales work? And I knew he was a pretty good sales guy. And I was like, I got this gym in San Diego. He's like, that's right down the street from me. And this is like a national, like, what are the odds? And I was like, you know what? This might actually help me out because I can like build all the shit I need to be building. You go do that thing. So this was going to be my get out of jail free card. We launched the gym. The guy crushes it. Does a hundred and something thousand in sales. And I was like, fuck yeah. And now I'm sleeping at Layla's parents' house. <laughs> which is yeah this, this is when she her parents they're like where'd you find me. this dude yeah, yeah. It's like, oh from the internet he's the guy I put everything and move and live in motels with dad yeah, he's right, a winner right. oh man <laughs> dude, this is my first yeah so, oh man <laughs> and so it's december now right and december of 16 and so he crushes this launch but i'm like looking at my my my, my bank account i was like where's the fucking deposit like a, a tuesdays were my day tuesdays was always the big one because i got all the weekend and then it would all it would all settle and I was like, where is this damn deposit? It's like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, so I call on Friday. I was like, hey, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're doing a standard review of your account. And I was like, I've been with you guys five years. Like, I've never had a standard review. Anyways, they're like, just call. You know, it should be fine. Next week is now going into Christmas Eve. All right. Mm -hmm. So it's Christmas Eve now. And I'd called a couple of times. They just gave me the runaround. And I got on and I was like, I am not getting off the phone until you give me the money. Like, I, I need the money to, to pay the sales guy to run my business. And this is the point where Layla had told all of her friends to quit their job. So I have $23,000 left. I owe the sales guy $22,000 in commission. He needed because he had a sob story, new baby, blah, 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 whatever. And I hadn't gotten the money from the sales yet. And so I didn't want to give myself a chance to think about it. And so I wired him $22,000. So I had $1,000 left. This is the 24th Christmas Eve. Her dad's like, he seems a little stressed. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be a joyous event. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So two days later, the 26th of December is, is basically when gyms kick off the New Year's sale stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the day after you just start, because it's this dead week where everyone's got time and they feel fat. It's like you crush sales. It doesn't start January 1st. It's because everybody's like, going to do it. Yeah. So they're willing to pay for it now. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay today. I'll start in right. January. Whatever exactly. Stuff. And so uh, the campaigns were going to kick off with her six friends being the six sales guys because like, Big Ambition Alex was like, oh, we're going to go from doing one to doing six. Makes sense. Let's do that as the first real thing we do. It was 3300 a day in hotels, airfare, car, rental, ad spend, et cetera, before commissions. I had $1,000 left. And that was starting 48 hours later because I was expecting to get the money that I never got. I also, by the way, never got that money. Still to this day, never got the money. Um, the fuck clauses policy something they said they're going to hold on to it for six months because it was a regular so i was basically running my national launch thing through my local gym mm. so like i'm processing stuff in canada mm -hmm. for a gym out of like 
they were right to do it. I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, you process money through the POS. Mm -hmm. So like right. I'm running memberships at my gym that has more memberships than like any other gym, but no one's actually there. Anyways. Um, and so we do these, we, we start these launches and we start getting like 60, 80 contracts a day. I have no way to process money. So I'm spending 3,300 a day and I can't make money. I'm just getting all these credit cards, all these contracts, and I have nothing that I can do. So all the way, so this is like the 26th of December, all the way to January 29th, I don't have a processor. Because at this point, if you get kicked off of a processor, it's like it's like uh, going to jail. I remember that. It's like, a, it were, yeah, it was a big, you get a big black mark. It was 100%. hard to get another one. Yeah. Because there used to only be a few, a few processors. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was hard one, if you've heard of them. 13, yeah. 14. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they had all the power. There wasn't any, you know. Yeah. Like, and they were, they didn't care either. No. Yeah. And I was a like, they're like, fuck you. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Small yeah. business owner. Right. Don't care. And so, um, I yeah, but when you get big, it's a different fucking tune. You know, now they come in here and suck dicks to get our fucking business. Canada, yeah. that's fine. We'll don't process think, that. Don't think I don't fucking remember assholes. <laughs> right, just right. saying. Because I've had to deal with the same shit. It was horrible. And so it's, it's one of these crazy things that as a business you forget about. But like, if you cannot process money, you fuck. Like, there's nothing you can do. And so anyways, I talked to everybody I knew and got a porn casino, high risk, whatever guy to take my, take my money, right? So they were going to get like 8% processing fee. And then they had a 10% reserve on top of that. So like 18% of my sales went straight, 10 was held in escrow and then gets deposited six months later on a rolling basis. And then 8% just goes to them for the risk they incur. I was like, whatever, I need the money. So 29th, I process. And he's like, oh, by the way, you only have a $50,000 limit. And I'm like, dude, I need so much more than that. And he was yeah. like, tough. I run 50. He's like, oh, but by the way, it's per month. So like February 1st, he's like, you can run another 50. So I ran 50 on January 29th, 50 on February 1st. And that was the 100 for the $3,300 a day that I owed. And I, my, my credit card was at zero. Still was broke, <laughs> but I was at zero. And then got two, three more processors, got them going. And then all of a sudden we're at like, we did like 170 or 180 that next month. And I made like $30,000 in profit. Yeah. And I like looked at it. I was like, I think we got out yeah, of it. We can breathe right now, yeah. Next month comes, taps me on the shoulder one morning, and I was like, what's up? And she was like, there's a problem. I was like, what do you mean there's a problem? She turns her laptop towards me, and there's this like waterfall of negative transactions. She just keeps scrolling as she's talking to me. And I was like, holy shit. And each one of these is like as big as my rent, because 500, 600 bucks was like yeah. my rent. Yeah. And there's just hundreds of them. And I was like, yeah. I just felt like my stomach drop. And she, I was like, what, what is this? He was, she was like, oh, one of the gym owners told all their, the members that we filled up at that gym to refund and sign up through him for half what we charged mm. because we held the processing risk, which was part of the issue with the first thing. And so- So and, charging you back yeah. at this point. Mm -hmm. mm. And so and this is on my new high-risk processor. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, fuck. Um, and, and so- you're just starting to get yeah. some rapport with this right. fucking guy. Yeah. Right. And so another guy- he, that guy tells another guy or something. So two gyms do this. Mm. It's 150,000 in refunds God. that I didn't have. Cause I just, no, cause you know, the one guy fucking calls the other guy and says, Hey, this is what we're doing. And so, cause we would sell and we'd leave and we'd go to the next gym, yeah. but they had all the customers yeah. and they built the relationship, which is a, a flaw in the model. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't get it yet. Mind you, there were other gyms that were totally cool, really appreciative, awesome, hardworking people. Like mm -hmm. absolutely. We did 30 something launches. Only two of them had that happen. But yeah. like, they're a big Those deal. Those two were a big yeah. yeah, they were all my profit. And so I'm like, how the fuck am I going to come up with 150 grand in profit, not revenue, in the next 30 days? And so Layla, being the smart woman that she is, took all of her personal training clients and brought them online when she came with me to do this flying around the country thing. 
And she's making like three or four thousand a month. And I was like, wait, tell me more about that thing you do. And she was like, it's all margin. Yeah, I don't work that hard on it. And I was like, okay, you're the business now. I'm going to market and sell it. I'll bring the sales guys in and we're going to push your thing. So in like two days, I write a, sale, a whole sales letter. We white label everything to queen transformation. And we start running ads and she starts closing in a thousand bucks a day, all profit. I was like, okay, if we get eight in, we could do 8,000 a day minus ad spend. That's, you know, like I'll be at 150-ish in profit. Like we could do this. Mm-hmm. And so we start doing that. So I'm going to call all the guys that all the gyms that were supposed to launch the next month. So we had, I think, eight gyms that were supposed to launch the next, the next, you know, the next month. And um, I get on the phone with the first guy and I was like, hey, I'm getting out of the business. I'm selling straight to, you know, straight to consumer, like new chapter, sorry. And they didn't really pay me anything because I made my money on the on the sales. Right. And he was like, dude, I just refinanced my house. Like, you did this from a buddy of mine. I know you can do it. Like, I need your help. Whole thing. And um, finally, I was like, dude, I'm not flying out there. Uh, and he's like, fine. Okay, can you just show me what you did at his place so I can do it here? Um, and I was like, all right, fine. He's like, well, how much? And I remember just knowing he was broke. And so I just picked a really high number the highest number I could think of just so we'd just say no and I can mm-hmm. just like move on mm-hmm. with my life because the other thing was working. So I was like $6,000, which I know that sounds ridiculous now, but that was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Who would pay $6,000 yeah. for them, right? Yeah. And he was like, 6K? And I was like, yeah, $6,000. Dollars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> US. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, done. I just remember like looking Fuck. at the phone and being like, <laughs> and you just know you made a shitty ass deal, bro. And I was like, but I still, I still get goosebumps thinking about it now. Cause I was like, holy shit, 6,000. And I was like, oh, what card do you want? Cause like, yeah. it's like, if you have to think about it, you don't yeah. know it well enough. Yeah. Like I was already asking for the credit card, but like my head was like, what just happened? Yeah. Right? Hmm. And so then I was like, shit, I got seven more guys to call. So I called the yeah. next guy and I was like, well, now I got to make this damn thing. Right. Yeah. That I just promised this guy, same conversation. How much? And I was like, eight grand. And he was like, done. And I was like, Next call, same thing, 10 grand, done. Next thing, next call, same this thing, This is just to grand. teach them how to do with, so yeah. I was going to license in my whole thing. So I was like, yeah. you'll use my ad. So like, we don't have to test shit. Like, it's a video of it me. It works. Doing, yeah. yeah, like every, like the whole thing. And I'd already built 80% of it because it was my internal training. Like how I train my sales. Like all the sales yeah. training was done, all yeah. the nutrition, all the stuff was done. The only thing that wasn't to them was how I ran the ads and the landing pages. That was the only thing that was like missing that I had to build. So anyways, in one day, I did $60,000 in like cash collected, selling air. And Layla had been on the phone all day closing because she's still closing the weight loss mm-hmm. thing. Like she's trying to like give us food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, she comes in and I was like, hey, babe, um, was that a sale? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And I was like, um, I, I think we might have had a change in direction. And she was like, what are you talking? Like, and mind you, think about how what she's been through. This yeah, is, this, you've already yeah. gone. We're here, 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 yeah. here. Right. She's like, she's like, that's again. And I was like, I think we're still in the gym business. It's like, I think I was just doing it wrong. And she was like, what do you mean? And I like told her and she was like, well, is this what we're going to do now? And I was like, I guess so. I was like, it made a lot more money than the other thing. And I was like, I think we could cover all the refunds with this. And she was like, well, how are you going to get gyms? I was like, well, I have 30 something gyms. We already did the turnaround. So I'll call those guys up. They know it works. And so that's what I did. And so I called all those guys up and uh, sold almost all of them into the thing. We did like 300,000 like in profit. Like the, or was, I think it was 215. I remember there was 215 that next month. And I covered all the all the chargebacks, all the refunds, everything. And um, what happened now is that all those gyms that I did the turnaround thing with, they ran the play, and the average amount of cash they collected, new cash, in the first thirty days of using the system, was thirty thousand dollars. So, context, that's the average. That was the average. Yeah. So, for context, for everyone's listening, the average micro gym owner, like so, that CrossFit guy down the street, he's probably broke. That you know, 
or that boot camp owner, like I'm telling you right now, he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. The average owner takes home $36,000 a year net income and they work 80 hours a week plus. You know what I mean? Like it's less than minimum. Like it's, yeah. Anywho. So for them, this was life changing money, right? And that was the next month they could do the play again. You could relaunch your gym. The problem that they started running into is they're like, dude, my gym's full. I want to sell more people, but my gym's full. And I was like, that's why I started a launch and go model. Cause I had, I was, I had more ability. I had more firepower to sell in market than I had a square footage to sell into. Mm-hmm. And so, um, from there, and, cause it's a tight knit community for micro gym owners. And then the word of mouth just took off like wildfire. We did 300, 480, 780, a million, one, two, one, five, uh, one, eight, two, two, three, two, five. That was, that was per month. The next like each month, like I can still remember it. And we finished that year that like, it, which was really just the half of the year. Uh, Cause remember it was like January. I'm still doing the launches thing that got all fucked up. So like June-ish is when that we switched the licensing. So we finished that year at 6.8 with 3 million in profit. And the next full calendar year we did after that was 26 million top line, 17 million in EBITDA. Yeah. And it was just like, I, you know, what's crazy. Dude? Nuts. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what, you know what I hear when I hear this? Because obviously I'm thinking, like, as you speak, I'm thinking, like, dude, you talking about, like, the credit card processing. Like, we've had those issues, the same, all of that shit. But, dude, the main theme, I think, that people need to pull from what you just said for you guys that are out there. And, and, and you tell me what you think. But I know this. My best shit comes when I, my back is against the fucking wall, bro. Like, like the ability to somehow... My brain, I, I'm sure yours must work the same way. When shit is really fucking bad, that's where the brilliance comes out. And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes that pressure, man. Sometimes it takes that real pressure to really think and, and also push us into the positions that we're meant to be in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's an incredible story. Dude. I mean, one thing that I got a lot of, you, you, just, you just kept showing up. Like you just don't fucking stop. You just don't well, quit. Bro, yeah, when you got to pay back 150 fucking grand. Like what do you do? Uh, you got to show the fuck up yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, like at that level, that that ruin your life. Yeah. That'll ruin your whole life. I'm even thinking of it from yeah. the standpoint, like I have to keep reminding myself while you're talking. I'm like, he's fu- he was fucking 26. Yeah. 26. Mm-hmm. He's 26. Mm-hmm. Like and thinking like, you know, the day and age that we're in right now in society, I can't think of another 26-year-old that would fucking be able to do it. I can't think of a 36-year-old. That, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, listen, what think, separates that mentality from just not fucking quitting? What, what, what is the separator? I have two cents on it. Yeah, um, go ahead. Just for the record, I do think that there are some savages out there. Yeah, uh, who, I agree. Who, who, who would yeah. murder it. But. You, just, you just don't, you don't really recognize. Look, dude, nobody knew who Alex Hermosi was when he was doing Alex Hermosi, building Alex Hermosi. Nobody mm. fucking knew. Mm. Nobody knew who Andy Priscilla was when he was learning this shit. Like, nobody fucking knew. There's plenty of people out there right now that are fucking, especially with the technology that we have, that are 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 years old that are fucking savage motherfuckers. And dude, this is why I go so hard on the technology. I'm like, dude, do not get yourself funneled into a one trick pony where, you know, because what you've done well, and this is, this is a, a very, this, you're the example of the, of what I try to tell these young, these young bucks is like, look, dude. You, yes, you know, Facebook ads. Yes, you know, e-com. Yes, you know, that's a tool. That's yeah. not the brand. Yeah. Mm. And, and if you can, like what Alex has done is leveraged his one tool into many skill sets into branding that now he's doing, and we're going to get to that, yeah. but now doing amazing shit with. But dude, uh, 
I love hearing that story. <laughs> I fucking love it because it's very, very parallel, dude. It's yeah. very parallel, man. I think a lot of times the, because it, it depends who you talk to, but sometimes people talk about how like the hard times build you. And I, I, I'm not sure if I totally agree. I think a lot of times the hard times reveal you. Hmm. Like I think a lot of people have that savage that's inside and they mm. just haven't had the environment to, to, to pull it out. To pull it out. Yeah. And then give themselves evidence that it's there. Yeah. But like to your point we were saying earlier, um, like I knew just on like whatever, whatever the level that is, that like mm. I didn't know when I would be successful, but I did know that I wasn't going to stop. And mm. like I feel like and that I don't know if that if, if that comes off the way. Take There's it away, a conscious I mean it. decision. No, I think that's the <laughs> truth. You know, I, I, like, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I just knew, I, I, like, I was like, I, I just know that I won't stop. Dude, like, when, that I can commit to. I was I, like, I just won't stop. When I was growing up, dude, like, when, when you were growing up, like, as a kid, were you ambitious around, like, making money and stuff? Like, entrepreneurial minded? No. Really? Really. But what I did want to do is make my dad proud. Yeah. And so that was my, you know, driving force. And then, you know, I won't, I won't get into the, 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 the nitty gritty, but basically like, I think you either have to have a really big carrot, which everyone talks about like finding your passion or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. I actually am pretty against it. Um, and I'll, I'll make my point in a second, but like, I think that most people who are like in the beginning of the game, like you don't have a passion yet. Most of you, like most people are like, man, I just love this one thing, but everybody has shitloads of pain. Like that, like a lot mm-hmm. of people like can't find passion. It's like, can you find pain? And mm-hmm. they're like, yep. I got lots of that. I got anger. I got shame. I got pain, whatever it is. I'm like, cool. Well, the first rule of entrepreneurship is use what you got. And so like, if that's what you got, then burn that. Yeah. Like you don't need to necessarily find this passion, like this beautiful carrot. Cause that to me, that's not what got me going. That's not like, what got me going. What was the mission of gym launch? Yeah. Don't be broke, Alex. That was the mission of gym. Like people were like, what was the big vision? I was like, I had no vision. Yeah. It was like, don't fucking lose all my money. Like that was the whole vision. Yeah. And so, um, all that, all that to say, like, for me, I think it was like a, a, away from fear, which is like mm. I, I was I knew like in my bones that I would rather die than go back home if like failed mm. and then have to like basically do whatever. It's I zero that, option mentality. It's yeah, zero my, options. My dad, I just, I knew that like it was the hardest thing for me to leave home uh, because like my dad had a lot of influence, and I say this in not a bad way. Like he just wanted what was best for me. It's a strong Middle Eastern father. I had no siblings, basically no mom. So it's just me and him. And so like, imagine all of the authority power that you have in your life and all the love that you have for your siblings is just with one person. Mm -hmm. So like his opinion mattered a lot to me and he did not want me to do this. Mm -hmm. And so like I defied him to go do this gym thing. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid, which is why I left and didn't tell him until I was already Mm -hmm. physically gone, Mm -hmm. Um, which obviously he wasn't happy about. And like that kind of put a little bit of a rift in our relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I just was like, I won't, I just like, I don't want to prove him right. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to let him be right about this. Like, yeah. I will just keep fucking going. And I almost was happy if we didn't talk because I was like, it just gives me more time to keep doing it. Like, I didn't yeah. want to update him because I was fucking sucking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, losing yeah. money. <laughs> Bro, I agree with you, dude. Like, I think there's, I, yeah. I, I think, and this is, you know, I caught a lot of heat about this for a long time until people figured out who I was. But like, you know, when I started making content, like that got recognized back in like 2015, Everybody thought I was fucking insane because I would talk about like the dark side, right? Yeah. Like, dude, like, listen, I'm going to shove it down your fucking throat. Like, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'm going to no. fucking do that forever. Like, and I still, I'm still that way. Like, I just don't talk about it that way anymore. Like now when I see someone say, oh, you're not, you're crazy. Like, you're not going to build the next Nike. You're going to, motherfucker, just sit there 
and watch like you've been watching for the last 20 fucking years. Give me another 20 and we'll see where the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have no problem with that. And I feel like the use what you got is what's gotten me here. Yeah. You know, now I do feel like when you get to a point of where you have to, you have to manage m many humans, yeah. uh, hundreds of humans, thousands of humans, there has to be a, there has to be a mission and a yeah. purpose to motivate and, and propel people in that direction. Like if I walked into my, my <laughs> meeting and I said, motherfucker, we're going to fucking crush everybody. Yeah. And like, that was it. Like everybody's like, yeah, but like who? Like yeah. where? How? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so, you when? know, yeah. And I do feel like there's a, I feel like, you know, there's a point to where that transitions. Right. 100%. But, but dude, I totally agree. And I agree with the, uh, with your perspective on, on the on the revealing too, I think there's a little of both there. I yeah. think the hard times, definitely, uh, like dude, that whole time, right? Yeah. That did build you, bro. Because right. like, look at all the reps and all the skills yeah, you learned, sure, right? That, that you've yeah, carried yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. And I, I bet you know you probably learned more during that time than probably any other time. Yeah. Um, I know for me that was true. You know, I learned more the first twelve or thirteen years I was in business where I really got my ass beat. Uh, than I've learned in the last, yeah. you know, uh, 12 or 13. Um, but I do think that's true, dude. I do think a lot of people don't put themselves in a position to ever truly know what they're actually capable of. Yeah, they quit too early. Well, or, or they're just too too afraid of the discomfort. Mm. You know, like, like I think people uh, tend to look at risk the wrong way. Like a lot of people say, well, what's going to happen if I do this? And I think the question really is, What's going to happen if I don't do this? I've always thought that way. That's how I always think. Like, yeah. if I get a big idea in my head that I think needs to happen and it scares me, my question is never like, what am I going to lose if I go after it? It's what's going to happen to me if I don't do it. It's always been that way. But I think I there's it. way, I think you look at it both ways. Yeah. You know, that entire story is so, it's just so relatable to, to, to what I've been through to be where we are. It's just, it's fucking cool to sit here and listen to it. I want to, did, did the guy, so the, the, the first, the older gentleman that fucked yeah. you, did he, like, whatever happened to him? Nothing. No, he just, he just, he just, he just continues to do what he did then. Yeah, bro. Sometimes you, you got to chalk those things up too, dude. Like, cause like you got to just chalk, like, cause I've been burned like that too. Yeah. And you know, real talk, like, I'm not going to say what I was, yeah. what I was about to say. Cause like. Those people don't get away from me. Hmm. So, but, uh, but the, you can't let it eat you up, man. You can't let it fucking eat you up. You got to look at it as what did yeah. I learn? Yeah. And, uh, when you, when that, when you fucking, <laughs> when you said, uh, I, 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 I forgot what you said exactly, but you said something about him not or doing this in the past or yeah. something like, I'm like, Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew it. it was like, of course. Fuck, yeah. Fuck. It's brutal. People are brutal, dude. Yeah. They don't give a fuck, especially when there's large sums of money involved or perceived large yeah. sums of money, you know? And you can tell a lot about people too, what they, how they judge large sums of money. Like that guy's a fucking idiot because had he fucking, had he stuck with Alex, this guy would be worth a hundred fucking million dollars right now or more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or way more. So anyway, so what happened after this? And to that point, you know, I had a a, a mentor that I was just kind of like t talking my life through at this point, which was like in shambles. Um, and he was like, all you do is do right by everyone. 
He's like, and then he's like, the only way you can walk out of this is by knowing that you don't have any strings in the back of your mind of like something's going to come back. He's like, you have to write every one of those refund checks. You have to write, you handle every chargeback. He's like, pay every debtor or whatever, you know, like every, everybody you owe. He's like, he's like, cause then you'll walk out clean. He's like, it's the only way you can, you can, you can get out of it. And so I, that's, that's what we did during that. That's when I, you know, gave Layla the checkbook and all that kind of stuff. And then I had a, a different mentor who was actually in my high school. I was 15 years old, but it was always just yeah. like less than any increase. So I was like, I, I, I'm sure like many of us, like when you're younger, you're a little angrier, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just get really uh, pent up about some guys who I just thought were like douchebags to me. And I was like, man, I can't wait to come back for our 10 year high school reunion. I was like, I'm going to show them like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, you're not. Yeah. He's like, if you go up to somebody at a 10 year high school reunion and you say like, look what I've done, motherfucker. He's like, they're going to be won. like, you've been thinking about me this whole time. Yeah. He's like, he said, just remember this. He was like, success is the only revenge. That's right. And like, he's like, and all you do, he's like, is you just become bigger than them. He's yeah. like, so that who they are in reference to you shrinks into irrelevance. Yeah. He's like, so you don't, he's like, you don't crush them. He's like, you shrink them in comparison to you. That's right. And that was like, that, like whenever I had like That's these hard, advice. hard situations, like with that, you know, with that mm-hmm. gentleman, uh, like the goal was like, I'll just be so big that he will become irrelevant. Yeah. And so I, that's at least how, how I handled that. 